You're listening to Bourbon on Rice, a podcast that combines a love of bourbon with a passion for music. Hey everybody, just wanted to take a moment before the podcast started and thank you guys for listening. It's been a lot of fun trying to figure out how to do this. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed talking to some folks, getting to know their bourbon taste as well as their musical taste. We've got a great guest today, Ted Counts from the Hampton Roads Chambers joining us and he's got some really great stories from growing up as a as a Navy kid traveling across the country, really exposed to some really great music as it was developing and blooming across the United States. So folks, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go to wherever you subscribe to this and give us a thumbs up or give us a a rating. I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to hear something that we haven't covered yet or if you think of somebody who might be a great guest, let me know. I'll be happy to get them on. But folks, again, thank you so much for joining us and hope you enjoy the show. We are here with a a friend of mine who I've, I've gotten to know really well here over the past couple months, couple years. Uh, somebody I really look up to actually got me started with the podcast stuff when I was on his podcast. Folks, please welcome Ted Counts. Thanks for having me. All right. This is great. Yeah. You've combined two of my absolute favorite things, bourbon and, and music. So. There you go. Now, now Ted, I, I want to mention your podcast, Ted Talks. Uh, if you have not checked it out, check it out. I'm going to provide a link in the uh, program details, but it's a it's a great local resource, especially for business-minded folks who want to meet and network and perhaps get to know some of the other local folks. So, uh, Tag Talks, definitely check that out. I, I was a guest on there, and I think, I don't know if I still have the highest ranking. I don't know. It's uh, not something that uh, is, is important to me. I just want to make <laughs> sure that everybody goes and checks out my particular uh, interview with with Tag and yeah. make sure that we keep uh, running the record up on that one. So yeah, definitely, definitely. We were, I I know you're in the top three. So all right, all right, yeah. good, good. Yep. Let's let's see if we can't make that number one here, guys. <laughs> all right, so we're here. It, it's it's a unique situation. We're actually at my bar in my house, uh, Boomhauer's, and, and we'll we'll talk about the story of Boomhauer's later another day. But uh, we we call this bar Boomhauer's. And we're enjoying a wonderful bottle of Lexington. Now, Ted, you got me this bottle. I did. You surprised me with this bottle. Now, I did. now, tell me about the story behind this. It's a it's a beautiful bottle. It has a horse on it. Obviously, it's from Kentucky. So, so let's hear the story. I did actually. It's um, I was lucky enough. Um, ironically, right before COVID, I actually made a trip out to Lexing- Lexington, Kentucky for a, uh, a conference that has to do with the uh, Chamber of Commerce executives throughout the country. So it was a national conference. I was lucky enough to get to that right before everything went on lockdown. And um, I, I got a chance to escape for a little bit and, and uh, uh, bourbon is definitely uh, uh, well received and easy to get a hold of out there in <laughs> I Lexington. So, so, I, so. Um, I was able to grab a, a few different bottles of some unique stuff that I knew I wouldn't be able to find at home. Um, bourbon's become so popular that a lot of the bottles, actually the one of the hardest parts was finding something that you couldn't get locally just because bourbon's become so popular. But uh, but I was able to grab that bottle and, and a couple others, and, and it's turned out to be pretty good. I, I When we got here, I told you I hadn't had a chance to taste it, but it's uh, it's pretty good. I yeah, like it. It, it's really good. I'm trying to look for the distillery 
It says, Bottled for Western Spirits by Three Springs Bottling Company in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I guess Bowling Western Green. Spirits yeah. would be the distillery. It is, it's really good. Do you, do you have a favorite bourbon? Uh, you, what's your, what's your go-to bourbon? Wow. Um, let me see. What would be my favorite? Um, I would, I don't really have a favorite. I like to really try, I, I keep 1792 mm -hmm. and Elijah Craig always on hand. I mean, those are just, if you're coming to my house, that's gonna be in the closet. Yep. Um, I would say I was lucky enough, a, a close friend got me a bottle of Hennessy. Mm -hmm. So that's been a slow, <laughs> slow uh, work through that just because I don't want that going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I'd say uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do mixed drinks, um, what do I have on my mixed drink list right now? Um, you were telling me about a drink that you do with uh, ginger ale. And yeah, you added, you added a special touch with you. Well, tell, tell us what you were talking about. Well, I kind of met. I, it was it's kind of a funky version of an old fashioned. So I I took uh, it's bourbon, ginger ale. And a sliced uh, juiced apple or uh, orange, orange. orange. Okay. Um, so it's there's only three ingredients. Uh, throw in some ice, and it's I mean, but it's for this time of year, especially as it starts to get hotter. Sounds perfect. I mean, it's a, it's a simple drink. Um, I'm not a big bitters fan, mm -hmm. so I, I skip the whole bitters portion of it. Um, and it uh, credit to my. Uh, one-time college son who, who actually got me into the, the ginger ale portion of it. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it was funny. I saw on your uh, shelf the um, the Kettles Creek. Mm -hmm. um, is that right? Um, no. From Culpepper. What is that? Uh, yeah. The, the Copper Kettle. Copper Kettle. Copper there you kettle go. There. there you go. Yeah. Um, that I used to drink constantly mm -hmm. when I first got into bourbons, yep. and I will say, if you're if you're new to bourbons, um, you don't want something that's going to be too overpowering, especially if, if if it's during the summertime and you want to put something on ice. That that I found to be a, a mainstay in our house for for a while. The same thing with Basil's Hayden's, mm -hmm. Basil Hayden's. Uh, Basil Hayden's. Yeah. That one's that those two I kept around for a long time, but those I've kind of weeded off of because I found that once I got into the the really uh, the better. I don't want. I hate to call them better because everybody has different tastes. Yeah. So a slightly more flavorful taste yep. um, that's when I kind of moved away from those and, and got more into the uh, like the 1792 uh, the Elijah Craig um, the, the copper kettle is a, is a wheat bourbon yeah. um, and, and it, it's lighter in color if you look at it compared to the other bourbons on the shelf it, yep. it's almost it almost looks like a cider it, yes. it, or like a really light cider it yep. is not uh, super dark they don't uh, I don't. There's not a lot of wood flavor to it, whereas you get some of this with the other with the other whiskeys on the shelf. But yeah, it's it's not it's not terrible. It's interesting. Yeah. It's also it, it's it's local, and so I always think it's nice to have a few local bottles. Yeah. Because it's yep. when you are sitting here and you're trying a bunch of different stuff. This is all you know. This is from Kentucky. This is from Colorado. This is from here. This is from there. Uh, it's nice to have a distillery that says, "Well, I've, I've driven through Culpeper. I know yeah. where this is, or I've gone out to." Uh, uh, Virginia uh, bourbon, they have those out there near Charlottesville yep. and, and uh, Virginia Distillery Company. There's some really great local bourbons, local to Virginia, 
and Ironclad in Newport News is a wonderful one. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd really like to, I've tried that a few times. I don't know if, uh, I've talked to some other guys here and, and some other folks. My sophistic, my, my palate, it kind of tops out about 50 bucks. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I guess that is a determining factor when I'm buying <laughs> bourbon. Uh, I look at the Ironclad bottle and it's a 375 milliliter, so it's a smaller bottle. Yeah. It's 35, 40 bucks and I think, I'd, I'd like to try that at somebody else, and I've tried it a few times, but I think I'd like to really get into that at somebody else's bar. Yeah. Maybe not my own, but uh, I've, I've heard that has a unique taste to it as well. So Copper Kettle's one, definitely yeah. try that if you haven't done so already. Basil Hayden is, is a nice, easy sipping whiskey, but this yeah. Lexington bourbon, it's very good. I, 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 what, uh, I, I can't tell you what notes I pick up on or... Uh, I can't, uh, I don't know, can you do that? I, I'm not good at that stuff. I haven't. I'm actually, one of my to-do lists or checklists or whatever you want to call it the, uh, is to actually go in and do, have someone who can really teach me mm -hmm. what it is that I'm, I mean, I, I can pick up different notes, but I couldn't tell them what they are. That's exactly. the hard part. I mean, so I can't describe it to you. I can tell you what I like. I can tell you what smells good, but I couldn't necessarily tell you that that it's that particular flavor or that particular uh, aroma mm -hmm. that, that's in it. I can just tell you that, that I can pick up subtle differences, but kind of to your point, yeah. I mean, once I get beyond, I mean, I, <laughs> once I'm beyond that $50, $60 range, forget it. I'm, I mean, I, I'm just wasting my money at that time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and there's yeah. nothing worse. Uh, than buying a bottle and taking it home. Maybe you haven't tried it before, and you get home, and you're like, "Well, this isn't great. This is this, <laughs> this tastes the same as a thirty dollar bottle, and I spent uh, seventy five, eighty bucks on this. So, mm -hmm. so who knows? We got a, up on. The, I'm looking at the top shelf up there. Yeah. Most of those are, are good ones. There's a uh, uh, Booker's is one that I like. It's it's more on the pricey end. A friend of mine got me that one, um, and I found it's almost. It, it is. You don't want to start with that one. It's a it's a uh, hard, yeah. it's, it's got a little bit of a bite to it. It's it's a good bourbon. Don't get me wrong, but it's got a little bit more of a bite to it. Um, but there's we're looking up there. There's there's some definitely some some things you want to try. Woodford Reserve yeah. Double Oak is another one of my favorites. Woodford Reserve is a great bourbon by itself, but then the yeah. next level up is Double Oak. Um, it's a really interesting taste a little bit on the sweeter side but it's it's really good so i'll have to try that one yeah. I, I mean and you've got buffalo trace which I, I don't care if it's got buffalo trace anywhere on the label it's yeah. it's a yeah. decent bottle so it's that's always nice to be able to, to that's actually it's, i don't know about what you found out here in suffolk but i know in virginia beach it, it's in and it's gone. With yeah, them. a buddy of mine was telling me about yeah. that. It's almost now yeah. it's a, the, the thrill of the hunt. They they yes. call around to different ABC stores <laughs> and they drive out there as quickly as they can to buy them. So yeah, yes. a buddy of mine was telling me about that. I uh, I've had that bottle up there for a couple months now. It's nearing the end, so I will nurse that. And when it happens, <laughs> it happens. When I run out. We'll see if we can find some more. But, yeah. Uh, so so good. Well well we're going to continue to enjoy the Lexington. Uh, we're going to transition now into music so what are your musical tastes where, where are you musically um i i i would say right now most of my tastes are all country country okay yeah, newer very, country older country a uh, little bit of both i kind of grew up on um randy travis um the king um mm -hmm. 
George Strait, for those who aren't familiar with <laughs> the other king, the other the country king. king. The, the country king, not uh, Yeah, uh, Eric Church, if, if we're a little bit more current, I'm mm -hmm. a big Eric Church fan. Um, oh, gosh, who else would I say? I, I Eric Church pretty much stays on my my radio all the time. George and, and uh, Randy Travis get on there an awful lot. Um, the... Uh, but that, that's, I guess, what my current kind of tastes are. Um, I've got, uh, going back to Eric Church, he's one of my favorites. And there's two stories with Eric Church. Uh, the, the first one is that his very first hit, um, he, he's got some lyrics in there. I, I like mustard on my fries. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's just, it's a beautiful song. It's a wonderful song. But... Right when I started DJing full-time, yeah. I had a friend of mine in North Carolina. We went to college together. She was getting married and asked me to DJ and said that she had a very special surprise for her husband. And her husband's friend was one of the roadies for Eric Church. Now, Eric Church oh, was just wow. kind of breaking into it. was a 2012, 2011 time frame, so it was just, yeah. just starting to get big. Uh, and so... She actually had her friend, who was the roadie, record Eric Church singing their first dance song and asked oh, that I play it for so cool. And so we held the, I held the phone. I plugged the phone into my system, and I held the phone so they could see it. And Eric Church <laughs> sang their first dance song. And that was the closest I've ever been to Eric Church. But I absolutely love Eric That's Church. That's so cool. 60 Days in Church, that uh, five-album release that yeah. he did where it's yeah. all the live stuff from yeah. all over the country. That is... Those are album, all albums that you should check out. He does yeah. a lot of covers. All you know, obviously he does all of his originals, but he does a lot of covers. And, and what he can do with it is just such a unique sound. And, and I found it interesting that you said you started with old country, Randy Travis, yeah. the King. He he is a bridge. He's not poppy. He's yeah. not he, he's nah. not the the conventional what you would normally hear with today's country. He's he's new. He's modern-ish. Yeah. But he's still got that tie to the old stuff. He's, he's very kind of like Chris Stapleton. Chris yeah. Stapleton Stapleton's another yeah. one that I I adore. Chris Stapleton. I love his sound. I've been to several of his concerts, uh, and I've I've followed him ever since he was in the Steel Drivers. Yeah. He's got such a new, unique sound to him, and it bridges yeah. that old school and new school. So I like twang in my country. You like twang? So in your I country? got George Strait's got that little bit of twang. Mm -hmm. Randy Travis got a big amount of twang. Yeah, he does. Um, and even even um, Eric Church has that. I mean, in, in some of those songs, it's just, it comes out a lot more than mm -hmm. others. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big starstruck person. I, I don't collect autographs. I don't, I mean, I if I if I were to cross paths with someone, that's great. But I would say if there were two people, I'd love to sit down and have a bourbon with. It's it's George Strait and Eric Church. Oh yeah, I just think to sit to be able to sit with the two of them and listen to them, especially coming from two really totally different generations, mm -hmm. would just be that to me would be a like a perfect afternoon on the on the back oh, yeah. porch. That would that would be so, awesome. Yeah, there's um, Marty Smith from ESPN. Yeah, uh, he's got a book out, Never Settle. It's right there on the bar behind my daughter's LOL dolls. Uh, <laughs> That is a it's a wonderful book. It's an easy read, but basically Marty Smith, who is also from Virginia, out there in Southwest, out near Blacksburg, uh, 
he and Eric, Eric Church cross path cross paths one day. Oh, okay. And, and being that Eric or being that uh, Marty was on TV and had a little bit of popularity at the time, got to meet Eric, and now they're best friends. Did the, did the forward. Eric did oh, the forward awesome. in his book, and now they're friends. And and so I've listened to Marty Smith. He he's got another podcast, Marty Smith America. Uh, if you ever have an opportunity, check that out. Yeah. But it's I've listened to some stories about Eric. Eric does seem like the type of guy that I just you, you could sit down and hear all the stories. Being yes. a being in the music industry as, as what we do, the live music and, and just all that kind of stuff, would definitely uh, listen to him, sitting down yeah. and listening to him yeah. talk and all the stories that he yeah. has would be, uh, that'd be a wonderful afternoon. I've heard stories mm-hmm. with his live concerts yes. that he has the yes. Jack Daniels. Stealing, yeah. stealing beer from the old yeah. couple down the yeah. road. Yeah. Yes, yep. exactly. He's and, uh, He would be. He sound, He seems like he has just some genuinely fun stories yep. to, to sit and listen to. and. And I got to figure George Strait. I mean, God, the man's been performing for he's like the Michael Jordan as old as as long music. as I've been. Well, yeah. actually, not quite. I'm a, I'm not quite that young. The uh, the irony was what got me on. Most of my musical tastes are based on the fact that I was a Navy brat. Okay. So I, I kind of I had the 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 pleasure the the luck I guess of being able to enjoy musical tastes based on the fact that I, I've been able to live in uh, probably I mean probably over a dozen different states in the country I've lived on the west coast east coast uh, Gulf Coast um, so I mean I've gotten to experience everything from growing up with Steve Miller to um, living in Seattle during the grunge phase and Pearl Jam and oh, wow. I lived in Texas when George Strait was just becoming what we now know as George Strait. Oh, wow. um, so it's been it's been really cool as a as a Navy brat and somebody who spent so much time throughout the country to actually get to be in certain communities during uh, the times when that music was very popular. I mean, Steve Miller and and those guys when when my dad kind of was bringing me up as a kid and right. and. Uh, and like I said, the grunge phase when we were out in Seattle, country when we were down in Texas. I mean, it's that part of it to me was was a lot of times I can relate certain music to where I was in my physical life yeah. as far as where we were in the country. And I and I I'm actually grateful that I had that experience because I don't. It's one thing to listen to music based on your personal taste. It's another re- thing to have that connected specifically to where you may have been at that time. It's a wonderful thing. It's really, it is. It's really, I mean, they're, they're not just songs, but entire, George Strait's a perfect example. Is I cannot think of George Strait without thinking of spending two or two and a half, three years in, in Texas. Mm-hmm at a time when George Strait for most of America was virtually unknown. Right. Um, and and to have watched him become what he was and to thank God when we were listening to him back at AC Jones High School in Beeville, Texas, yep. I, it's like, that's just, I, it's so cool. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so, so incredibly cool. Or, or to watch, I mean, a, a great story was I got to watch um, kind of a funny, Funny note: When we lived in Seattle, Portland didn't have sales tax. Okay. We didn't have income tax, but they didn't have sales tax. Mm-hmm. So, once a year, uh, a group of us would get in the car, drive down to Portland, mm-hmm. and we would do all of our clothes buying in Portland because we didn't have pay sales tax. Okay. 
But what we would do is we would stay overnight and we would coordinate the trip around a concert that was held at the at the track in right. Portland. Right. And one year I got to watch Pearl Jam at the track in Portland because we happened to go down to buy all the clothes for, for the year while we were awesome. down there. So it's little things like that that just, like I said, that, that everywhere I've gone, I've gotten to relate some sort of music connection to that. And for me, that's just sitting in the car and you turn on a particular soundtrack and all of a sudden for me, it, it kicks me back to a totally different place totally different part of the country, totally different state. I mean, it's that, that's so cool to me that, yeah, it's like I'll, Eric I'll says. never be able to forget that. It's like Eric says, he ties a melody to a memory. Yes, I, yes. I, that's a quote that is, I've lived my life by. There's a song that came on the other day. It was a Bonnie Raitt song. Uh, when I was little, I think I was probably 10, 11 years old maybe, I remember we, my mom took my buddy and I to the mall to pick up my sister. Now I lived out in the country. The mall was 45 minutes from my house, um, and it was a small mall at that. But there was a tornado warning, and, and so <laughs> this tornado passed through the parking lot of the mall. And my mom, being the great mom she is, she just turned up the radio. She said, "Justin, Chris, get in the, you know we were in the back seat." She said, "Just get down on the floor, cover your head." We we're in a little Plymouth car. I don't even remember what it was. Plymouth Reliant, I believe, uh, and we covered our head, and she just rocked out to Bonnie Raitt, <laughs> and I heard the song, and instantly, I'm 37 years old, I was taken back, all the way back to there, and I remember the feeling, That's I remember so just cool. being in the back of the car, and this, at, at 10, I kind of thought it was yeah. cool, like, this is yeah. kind of neat, like, we're, yep. we're in a tornado, I'm sure yep. my mom was terrified, but, but tying the melody to a memory, how awesome was it that you, a lot of people talk about the, the Navy Brat experience where you, you travel around, you, you, you don't have you know so deep roots anywhere, yeah. and, and how maybe that might be a disadvantage to some, but to you it was an advantage because you got to see and hear oh, yeah. all of these bands, all of these artists yeah. that were just starting out. And how awesome is that? that that's, yeah. that's wonderful. Now, has, has your musical taste changed over time? I know that as you traveled around the, uh, around the country, it kind of adjusted it. Did that, when you were in Seattle, did you like country or did you not like country until you moved to Texas or was there a timeline um, there? No, I think Texas, Texas, I was probably in high school. I, I would say I grew up, my dad, um, my dad wasn't a huge music guy when we were growing up. I mean, we listened to it. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the one song that to the day I, I pass away that will always take me back to my father is, is, um, Inagata De Vida by Iron Butterfly. Oh yeah. Which um, my I don't know if you've ever heard the extended version, but it's I, I, I want to say it's like fifteen or twenty minutes long. Um, I don't even know if there if Inagata De Vida has a meaning, a purpose, whatever. But it's but it's a the short version is cut for radio. The long version I want to say is fifteen or twenty minutes long. Really? Um, it's an it's an amazing song, and and my dad introduced it to me because he he owned a, a Ford Mustang at one point and I'll get part of the story wrong so dad if you ever hear this I apologize but <laughs> my understanding is he had to drive from one place to another place while he was in the military yeah. and he had a soundtrack at this point it was eight tracks it wasn't even uh, cassettes and um, and the only thing he had at the time was was Iron Butterflies mm -hmm. uh, track 
and he proceeded to listen to the extended version of Inagata De Vita for the entire trip. Yeah. So he ta- told me that story, and it's just been something that that stuck with me. And and then he would we would listen to it together, and it just. I, it's just one of those things that I'll, I'll never be able to think of one without the other. Yeah. I can't think of my dad without thinking of that. I can't think of the song without thinking of my dad. So that that part of it was was always so cool to me that 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 was kind of and Steve Miller band was kind of the same thing. I mean, I I don't I'm the type that'll listen to music hundred times over. Half the time I can't tell you who the band is. Yeah. I can't tell you even name of the song oh, yeah. but Steve Miller's greatest hits I think it was like what 74 to 78 mm-hmm. I can sing that entire soundtrack yeah. I mean verbatim I can tell you every everything about that soundtrack but that was another one where <clears throat> primarily because my dad introduced it to me yeah and um, so I carried that and then uh, I would say the the one other that was because of kind of our moving was actually the first outside of the I guess I hate to call them concerts because when we lived in Beeville, Texas, the town was so small. <laughs> just a concert, <laughs> I, yes, it was a gathering. It was a gathering. That's exactly <laughs> right. We literally went to the rodeo barn uh-huh. and stood in the rodeo barn. They played music and we danced or hung out or, or literally on the dirt. Yep. Um, but the real honest to God concert was actually it was uh, it was nineteen. Um, well, no, actually it was before. Well, no. Let me back up. My first cassette was actually a cassette tape. Right. Kiss. Oh. 1979. Oh, it was 1979 on a cassette tape that was actually played on one of those black boxes that you could yeah. you could push play, record, and maybe rewind. Oh. It, had, it, it only had like four or five boxes. Bo- no, 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 no. It was just it was, a plastic it was box like, with yeah. a speaker and a tape cassette. Yeah. yeah. It was four times the width of a iPad, but it was, but yeah, and it had one speaker on it. It was monotone, um, and it was Kiss. And then by well, the if time you ever I, listen to Kiss, it's monotone. It just coming out of one speaker, Kiss. That, that's yeah, really all you need. It's it, it was all you needed, and I mean, you didn't need a boombox. There was, I think, it was all trouble. I don't think there was bass anywhere in it. Um, but then, uh, and I and I think my first concert was actually that was actually brought me local. That was my senior year in college, mm-hmm. uh, or no, high school. Sorry, senior year in high school. It was uh, Def Leppard at the Hampton Coliseum. Really. In 19, what was it, 1988, November of 88, um, I, ha- I got to go watch uh, Def Leppard play at the Hampton Coliseum. And if you don't know Def Leppard, you definitely wouldn't know the opening band, which at the time was Queensryche. Queensryche, yeah. Which was one of those yeah. big hair bands. Oh, yeah. Le- Lef- Def Leppard wasn't, I mean, they were a hair band, but not like the the like the true, what what was it? Kind of like rat? Yeah, like rat. I mean, it wasn't that, but but Queensryche, yeah, Yeah. that was, that was hair band and metal and latex pants. Latex pants and the the work. So, (laughs) so yeah, it, it, not only was the traveling cool, but it has been, thanks to my dad and, and, and that, that opportunity to kind of move along, it really did give me that chance to to go from the far spectrum of of Inagata de Vida to to country to Queens right to to out to grunge on the west coast and and then back to the east coast and I've never really gotten kind of beyond there was that 
I guess the the rap phase when we were in our when we were graduating from I mean real rap mm -hmm. I mean Run DMC kind of rap yeah, yeah like late late yeah 80s, early but 90s. even then I didn't I I mean I I heard it the guys around me played it but I mm -hmm. don't know that it was necessarily something that I ever had we had the old 45 records yeah so I mean I had I mean cases of the 45s but I but I can't tell you how much I mean if there was very much in the way of rap or yeah. r&b or anything inside that thing so, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that um yeah. now you're a dad now you, you you credit your father for a lot of your musical taste not necessarily directly you know some of it directly but some of it indirectly just because you're traveling yeah uh, you've been have, have you been local your all your, your kids life have they all I've been, been yeah diana and i got married in 95 and we've been back ever since. So we we've been back now for this will be our twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Happy Thanks. anniversary! Happy anniversary! So yeah, so what we've been June? back uh, June twenty fourth. Ah, June twenty seventh. Really? When Aaron and I got married. Nice. Yeah, yeah we, we nice. just celebrated ten years last year. So nice. eleven years. This congratulations! Year. Yeah, June's always yeah. a good 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 month to get married. Yes. Um, yep. So you, you've been local. Your your children haven't experienced the travel mm -hmm. that you have now that you experienced. Did you do anything to expose your children to different genres of music as, as they developed, as they developed their musical taste and their experience with music? Did you do anything or just kind of let them discover it? No, I pretty much let them discover it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, will, I will say I tried to be, I mean, I didn't want to be that dad that was playing the, the most up-to-date stuff just for the right. sake of keeping the kids happy. But, but I mean, we... I mean, my wife. My wife grew up in West Virginia. She's a big um, kind of folk, mm -hmm. a little bit of folk country. Sure. She she definitely likes her her what I would I guess most people consider old school country, mm -hmm. um, folk country. So, and she's got a really diverse taste in music as well. So I think between the two of us, um, our musical tastes have been pretty varied over the years and therefore when the kids would get in the car with us and I'm sure you guys are the same mm -hmm. way it they just kind of they picked up their stuff but I would say that hasn't really been reflective as they've gotten older I mean their tastes have changed just like their personalities have changed sure. so where Casey's now what 18 and she's probably more current music mm -hmm. where Chase now is 22 um, having gone off to college and spent a lot of time, he's much more the outdoor. Sure. He loves being, he likes to hunt, he likes to fish, he likes to, to hang out. I mean, he likes to be out in the middle of nowhere and be mm -hmm. perfectly happy. So he's picked up a lot of the the country that, that I, I and my wife love. And, and he's actually recently gotten into a lot of the the truly old school country. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about twang and yeah. some some well, old Hank school Williams and Senior. some banger yeah. and Hank yeah. Williams and he's gotten really into that. So that's been great because sitting around the bonfire having a beer with oh, him and, and talking. I mean, I I'll listen that. to his soundtrack all that's day the long. Yeah, for a absolutely. And beer. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So whereas my, my daughter's, I like her tastes. I mean, she's got. I mean, like I said, it's because they they've played their music in the house. I mean, it's not unusual for me to to come in and poke my head in and, and ask what she's playing. And I sure. mean, I'll, I'll pick up like Post Malone. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a perfect example where 
if if I went purely off of what I saw on television, oh, there's God. no way in hell I would have ever listened I, to this guy. I, I agree. I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? No way. Agree with and it. then all of a sudden, I'm listening to him. On, Casey's playing something on a radio or 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 her iPad, and and I come walking, and I'm like, damn, that's really it's good. Yeah. Like, who is that? Oh, yeah. it's Post Malone. Oh. You mean the guy with the oh, tattoos? Yeah. His face looks like a uh, desk in high school? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's, I mean, so there's a little bit of that mixed in. I mean, I try not to be kind of that, like, judgmental with my music because I, cause I have been lucky enough to come up with it. But, I mean, and Chase is the same way. I mean, I know just from listening to what he's played over the years, I mean, he's bounced around with, with rap or R&B or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call I mean I hate to even call it rap because there's just different there's even different types of what you would consider to be rap or urban yeah it's kind of a hip hop genre yeah, where it's, there's so exactly. many sub genres within it exactly. yeah, yeah that's with uh, with myself like I, I grew up um, my parents were big into classic rock my dad hated country grew up in the south and hated country <laughs> and so we didn't play any country in the house yeah it was all classic rock credence clearwater revival that's yep. actually the ccr are that, those are my initials as well so my initials ah. Charles Rice, those, those are my initials nice uh, so so the big classic rock fan so i was ex- exposed to that didn't really you know take heed of that musical genre until I got much older but when I got to middle school and high school they really let me kind of find where I was I went back and created a playlist on our music makes happy spot if I can go check it out my, my first car playlist that is a lot a lot of different genres a lot of rap a lot of terrible rap there's <laughs> I look back at some of the rap that I listened to and it was like Good Lord, what, what was I thinking but uh, it wasn't until college where I'd kind of discovered country music and yeah. really developed an ear for it and even now uh, as I get older my, my tastes continue to change and as, a, as I'm exposed to new music they continue like to change. Uh, uh, Devil Makes Three is a band that I was recently exposed to maybe about two three years ago I've really yeah. got into them as well as uh, Whitey Morgan in the 78s kind of an older mm-hmm. sound but new artist but with my children we we are not leaving Suffolk. We we we're gonna stay in stay in Suffolk for the duration until they graduate high school and decide where they want to go. But they, I try my best to expose them to music. I don't yeah. pound it down their their ears or anything like that. But when we are hanging out as a family around the house, we've got whole house sound system. I'll put on my music yeah. and let them listen to it. They don't have to necessarily you know listen to it, but they're experiencing it. And hopefully. They will that will sink into their subconscious brain, and later on down the road they'll recall that memory and think fondly back on their childhood. Yeah. Right now, at four and six, it's all Disney, and basically it's just the <laughs> Moana soundtrack and the Frozen soundtrack repeat. So I can't wait until uh-huh. they actually get into something that I yep. can enjoy a little bit more than that. But man, you have given us a lot of music to enter, to, to to check out. I'm going to create a playlist just like we do with everybody else. We're going to make you a playlist, today Awesome. And, and we'll have all awesome. the information, the link to that, and the, the program notes. But, man, I want to thank you not only for the Lexington, but yeah. for coming by and sharing your experiences with us. I don't think I've had anybody who has been more traveled or has more well-traveled than you. And, and the fact that you've been able to... Your first cassette tape was was Kiss on the one speaker. <laughs> you heard Pearl Jam just by chance because you were going to Portland to save some money on some clothes. Yeah. You've heard George Strait. You were listening to bands and old rodeo barns. This is you, your your palate 
yeah. much like your palate for bourbon spans quite a large area so thank you so much for coming out and joining us yeah folks make sure you check out those playlists the, the links are in the bottom Tag, thank you so much for coming out and joining absolutely. us absolutely thank you for having me i this has been absolutely great thank you thanks for listening to bourbon on rice a podcast that combines a love of bourbon with a passion for music